It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's going on, John? Is the she wolf and then pop in? Hello, hello. Huh? Just you and me. Just you, you and I? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess they're not coming in. Doesn't get on this. Like yeah. I want to text she wolf and say, hey, are you joining the call? Yeah. Te- did you text her? You want me to? Yeah. All right. I'll text her. Hang on. Is anybody out there? I know, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying that in case you have come out or someone else. No word from her. Well, I had a surprise visit, but I'll tell you that in a different call. Okay, I just sent her a text. Oh, okay. I thought that was five minutes ago. Let's see if she gets on. Can you join the talk shoot tonight? Is that her response? Is it Southern on? No, but you just say Master uh, Arch is on. <laughs> I need to ask her on that code because I know she, she knows of the code. Does she know you as Arch? Oh, uh, no, she didn't. I think it's just on. Um, just say me and one other guy, but we'd like to ask you some questions. About court. <clears throat> I 
Arch was on last week and would very much like to speak with you. <clears throat> he said okay, but I don't know if that meant what that means. <laughs> and I said no, he no Southern didn't join, but Arch and I are here. Okay. Maybe we shall pop on. <clears throat> Better get a piece of paper. You know, yeah, get some like. note paper. Yeah. Lost feeling on something my thumb. All that working on the truck and everything. You, the chemicals your, and so. Are your hands throbbing? No, but they're kind of feel like no feeling, kind of like the like the thumb thumbprints have been. Uh, Shaving off, kind of, you know. Oh, that's not good. Your thin, your skin's feeling kind of thin. Yeah. On the fingertips. Mm-hmm. On the thumb mainly, because that's what I grab all the the nuts and bolts and all that stuff, you know, and turn. So, uh, why is he? She needs to get on. Damn, tell him we need, to, need her own. Well, all I can, all I can do is ask. Yeah. She'll make her way. I wonder why Joshua. Oh, Joshua is probably on. Uh, on uh, What's his name? Uh, Boris is called still. Oh, yeah, good old Boris. Yeah. Well, we've already had that conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, who do we got? Hmm. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm Southern. Southern. How you doing? Well, they, they've been giving me some meds, and the stuff is knocking me out like a dead man. Oh, really? Oh, we, we got enough dead men walking all over the place. We don't need another. Yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. Like I said, I'm sorry. I just... She woke just woke me up. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, she said she was going to get on the phone. Well, I text her and ask her if she could join the call. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's all comes with age, people. Yeah. We know. We're getting there, too. Question. I'm... Uh, I'm looking for another uh, uh, social media site other than Facebook because 
if you if you know of any good ones to get in touch with, she will. Okay. And have her get in touch with me. I heard, I, they were gonna, 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 I heard they were going to do away with Facebook here real soon. Hello, everybody. Hey, there's she Wolf. Hey, hey she Wolf. How there are she you? Is. Good. Is Southern on here? Yeah, Southern's here now. The queen oh, has okay. entered the building. Welcome up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you guys, I'm telling you something about me. When, when they told me, when they told me a week or so ago they were going to give me some medicine to make me feel better, they didn't tell you they were going to give me some a medicine to put me in a, in a zombie state. There you go. Well, you I'm should be looking up what, what's in that. You should be looking up what's in that medicine, uh, Southern, because it could be some nasty stuff. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> it could mess up your kidneys um, or something, you know. Could have graphene yeah. oxide in it too. Yeah, just get some whiskey, good old fashioned whiskey. Um, I'm thinking about like making the calls earlier in the day. Uh, yeah, that would be good. An hour earlier. Yeah, something a lot earlier because, um, uh, and we got to get some co-hosts on here. Uh, I was going to talk to um, Whitestone and um, a couple of guys there to help me out to see if we can keep the calls going consistently so that when I cannot be on that, there's definitely someone going to be uh, on there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, um, and basically um, we're working on a court case, so it's really difficult uh, for me to be on sometimes. Like last night, we I didn't finish a call until like 3 in the morning, so mm-hmm. uh, you know how it is when you're doing yeah. this kind of stuff. Tell these um, people to stay out of court. Yeah, well, this is... <laughs> Whenever I go to court, it's because I'm initiating it. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's it's the it's the better way to do it. You know, you you start you pick the fight, and then (laughs) uh, usually nobody else will show up. So, um, which is a good thing. But um, let me ask you, what was what what was that code that says a dollar pays for everything? The code. Yeah, the U.S. code. I don't think there's a U.S. code. I I just yeah. use a dollar to pay for all my stuff. No, there is. Um, I remember re- uh, reading that in the U.S. code something, but I can't remember which one it was. Where a dollar discharges everything. Are you every, talking uh, about um, United States code? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I can find out though. Um, I just. Uh, somebody told me about the dollar, so I just put a dollar on everything, and it pays for it. But you don't call it a dollar. I mean, you you have mm-hmm. to be like them. You know, you have to say it's a payment. Right. Like you know, you just say payment is enclosed. You don't you don't give them an amount. Remember, if they right. refuse your payment, then you, if the way it works, I guess, with the banking system, because they are a banking system, including the courts. Um, if you refuse my offer then you lose. And I've had people tell me, um, I had one, somebody had called me one time and said that, um, uh, I told him to put the dollar on there 
they put it in the courthouse and uh the clerk said we're not taking this who do you think you are so i called the clerk and asked for the head clerk you know like the clerk of the court and i told him that there was a payment placed on a docket and i told him whose name is on the docket and stuff and i said they they were turned away and said they didn't want that payment I said, you do know that if you don't accept that payment, you lose the court case. And um, they told me to send that person back in there with the paperwork, and then they took it. Like, sometimes people don't know. Not even the clerks know, you know, and they'll say something, and they're wrong. Right. Uh, well, it's a of law. It's a really 1856, Mary, and my money box, you, uh, a payment not accepted, really the debtor, okay, it's how it goes down, uh, but you're basically correct, if you, if you, uh, and what, code, what, is, what, code, what code is that one that says pay, if payment refused and it's paid in full? It's a maximum oh, of law. Mean, uh, it's a maximum of law, but no, the other last week we were reading it from um, the UCC. You know, like the UCC tells you that if an offer of payment is refused, um, then look, look at that that, UCC three six zero three. I believe that's it. Okay. Charge for the amount of a tender. Okay, this is yeah, this is charge of a tender. Uh, so this is basically what I wrote in there. Uh, she will. I said I called it an affidavit, order, proof of claim. Uh, in good faith, the estate has enclosed a nominal fee as payment slash paid in full for surrender is enclosed on the docket for all debts. Now, I don't tell them for any debts. I just say payment is. This is how. This I is how I would write. But, it. That's what I wrote. The one that has to accept your payment. I just say, um, you know, I write the type of case it is, right? And then I write on the last line, payment is enclosed on the docket. Thank you, and that's it. All they go and they look at the docket. All they see is a one dollar stamp that I wrote over, and inked it, and then I turned the pages over on each page and I sign off on the back of each page because okay, you, you you're like really the judge in the case the judge is like being told something on the case and what you want um, and then I write an order too, like an order where it's, the judge would sign off on it approving whatever it is I want if it's something that I cannot do myself then I make a page where, it, like, if you look at a regular court case, you'll see that um, uh, an attorney will put in, like, a summary judgment, right? And it'll award somebody something. And the judge signs off on it, approving it, right? Well, if it's something I can't grant to myself by an executive order, which I execute myself, then, and I need someone as an administrator to go in there and do it for me, like say um, something that I need done with the birth certificate. I know I can't go in there and tell them what to do. Uh, you can through a form, but that's not what I want them to do because the things that I want done with that birth certificate, 
they cannot do it unless a judge signs off on it. I know this because they even said, ah, if the judge doesn't sign off on it, we're not going to do it. I said, all right, I'll, I'll get you to do it. You watch. So, <laughs> huh? So you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, she was, so by that statement that I just read, you think it still should fly? or I have to read Take it. the debt off. Make it just painful. I already put it in there, though. Oh. Okay, uh, well, we'll... We'll just say that, okay, we'll just say that, but what people, like, there's still a ways to go. Like, for John, John did something with some coins, right, and they refused them, and they really didn't return them to him, but because they refused it, and he has evidence that he sent it, he can actually files a claim in court and take the property off of the bank now because not only did they refuse the payment, but um, they also lost the payment, which we could say you don't have no evidence. Here's another thing judges take very seriously, okay? I know this for a fact, that you say I sent you something in the mail and you don't have no proof that you did that. The judge will slam you and close your case out. Like that bank tried to say that they sent me a notice that they were going to start the foreclosure on me. And I said, you didn't. And they were like, yes, we did. And I said, "Uh, okay, you know, they need to provide the evidence that they did this. Well, guess what? They couldn't. All right. Okay, so if they don't, if they don't honor, they refuse payment. I have to send a payment back. I mean, a document in what, in a form of what, a motion or a what, saying that you refuse refuse payment. payment, If you refuse the payment, then you got to write them a notice saying, you know, you've defaulted. You refuse my offer to tender a payment to you, right? You you got to let them know that they're default because. There, everything is about a notice, okay? This is the truth. It's about notices. And when you tell them this, um, that's your evidence. And, you got, of course, you got to send it certified mail. It's your evidence that you sent them something to show that, um, that they refused to tender a payment or you gave them a payment and, um, like, someone saying, oh, I returned that payment to you but you don't have no evidence of it or the payment gets lost, that doesn't mean you sent the payment back to somebody because um, anybody can get a tracking number and say this is a tracking number or whatever. Like we, I was looking for something that I bought the other day and they tried to tell me that I received it, that it was delivered to me, but the postal worker scanned through that number that tracking number and he said this package was not addressed to you and it was not sent to you it's showing delivered but it was never addressed or sent to you so um they gave me back my money the the post office but you keep that and then you go and you file a claim at the courts and it could be uh small claims or anything over a certain amount of thousands goes into like a larger claim and you tell them that the bank refused payment 
they can't refuse your payment. Okay. Okay. Like I offered case, them a book of stamps. You know, like the postage stamps. I gave it to the bank, and I I crossed them all out. It says I don't know where I read it, but it says you could even cross out and mark all over the stamps. But if I gave that as a tender of payment, it's a tender of payment. So I called the lawyer. It's like, ah, you're trying to get me evicted, huh? But you didn't refuse my tender of payment. You took it. He goes, um, I didn't take your payment. I go, it's showing you signed off on it. Your, your law firm signed off on this payment. And if you didn't want the payment, you got to send it back. Because I, I wanted, I'm like, okay, if they send it back, that means they're refusing the tender of payment. Well, guess what? They didn't refuse it. They kept it. <laughs> they kept all my little stamps and stuff that I gave them. I could have given them 100,000 coffee beans. As long as they signed for it and it was an offer for payment. And the attorney mm-hmm. was so furious with me. I'm talking about, he was cussing me out on that phone. And that's why when I talked to, yeah, the tax appraiser said, if you come back and you show me the paperwork that you did offer the payment, and did they get it back to you? I go, no, they took it. He said, I'll give you back your house. The only reason why I don't go back there is because I don't want to live back where I'm at, but I can get the house back whenever I want to. It doesn't matter who's in the house. You refused the payment and you took my stamps and you kept it. But these things do work. And um, she will. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say something. The judge, we we have to start listening to these people, okay, and and stop thinking the way we were taught in school. When a when yeah. somebody asks you, did you did you make a payment? I, a payment of what, okay? Uh, before my incident last December, I didn't talk to the guy, but we had something going in California where we were waiting. We asked him, we, we gave somebody a tender uh, a payment of something, all right? A tender of payment. And yeah. we haven't heard back from them. They, they took it, they accepted that from what I know. All right, because they can't return it. There was a copy being gene on our, our legal deception. I ain't heard from him in years. But no matter what you give these people, it's an but offer. He was on to, there. He, he was on it's there. You know, we have very good people on legal deception, too, that would have showed you guys. They were telling you, we paid with coffee beans, okay? Mm-hmm. If we didn't hear these stories ourselves to back up what we've researched, and they'll tell you, I paid for this or that with coffee beans or with a tender of payment, and I would sit there and listen to them. Okay, what is a tender of payment? It could be whatever you offer is a tender of payment. Tender is like an offer. Yes, exactly what tender is. Yes, exactly. Now, let me warn you of, of one thing. I, and there, I know three different people who have tried this. Back years ago, uh, I had some calls. What was currency, okay, or a payment instrument? In, in Florida, gold and silver are not payment instruments, all right? You can't pay a debt with them, okay? ATR 192, 
uh, Public Law 73-10. You can't pay in gold and silver. Okay? That's why all these mortgage fraud, mortgages are fraud, because they want you to pay with U.S. dollars. Well, there's not been no U.S. dollars in circulation, people, since 1933. <clears throat> okay? Yeah, and if you're really that careful, happens. you'll catch that, like, um, the way Rod caught them accusing him of having some kind of, um, not a gun, but whatever they said he had in his car, and he pulls up the definitions, and it doesn't match what he was carrying in his car and they tried to keep him in jail and all that other crap. But you know, in a way I'm glad that he did go after them. I kept telling him just leave them alone, but he wouldn't because by well, definition you have to match. You can't like, let me just put it to you this way. You can't say that like, um, the person had, a. I don't know much about guns, you guys. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say an AK-47, and it doesn't follow um, the local law's definition of whatever they want to call it, a weapon or an assault weapon or whatever it was. It just didn't match what he had on his person. And so well, when he goes in there to do the definitions, you know, Southern, he won that case. Yeah. Hold on a second. What 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 was the problem there? with Rod Class was the federal definition of a firearm under right. the um, Firearms Act. There's four definitions. One is a fully automatic weapon. One is a silencer. Okay. One is, one is a, a sawed-off shotgun, a sawed-off rifle. Let me tell you something. That's the federal definition of firearm. And, and that's where the the lawyer at, because um, I talked to Rod after he went to his um, uh, grand jury, and the guy kept holding up uh, his rifles and calling them firearms. This is this is where they trick us. Now, on a state level, though, okay, let me let me warn you, this doesn't apply. Like in the state of in the state of Florida, if you have a squirt gun on you. Or a Nerf gun, that's a firearm as far as they're concerned, because they, they've rewritten the definition. Okay? But like I was to about to tell under, you. Actually, it has to fall under, let's say that you're, in, you're sitting in the locality that you're sitting in, because this is how they cheat anyways. They try to overlap um, jurisdictions. And let's just say the local law says that a squirt gun is um you know an assault weapon or something well anything can be an assault weapon actually even a can of hairspray can be an assault weapon yeah um but if you're not clear about what you're defining as an assault weapon then you cannot charge somebody something that you don't even have listed on there as an assault weapon um there was something else too that we had seen one time um where this attorney was explaining i don't know how but he said you can't commit an assault and battery 
And he, I remember he spent an hour explaining why you, it just cannot be when they say you're committing assault and battery. He was like, it, it can't be because of whatever. But yeah. then he's explaining how each law, local, county, state, and then federal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, like just by a little bit, they overlap jurisdictions, right? And for the most part, you know, I was reading something one day in the district courts in the Wikipedia where it says uh, the district court can only hear these types of cases, right? And you go into the district court and you think that you're um, going to fight your tax problem in the federal court or district court, and you lose automatically. But that failure to state a claim for which relief can be granted is going to be falling under one of two things. You didn't do an administrative process, number one, to prove whatever was wrong between you and the adversary, number one. That would be one reason why you'll get it. The second reason why you would get a failure to state a claim for which relief can be granted is because they don't handle those types of cases. And if you have a tax problem, then you have to go to a tax court. And they have tax courts that are separate. It has nothing to do with the district or the federal courts. They are called tax courts. And when you go in there and um, you ask them in a court case, and, you know, am I under an obligation? Are they, they, have, they can make me, where they can make me pay them then the tax court's going to write you back and say, no, they cannot make you do any of those things. And you'll be shocked to see that you're going to get a response. You don't even have to go to court. They're going to write you back with the judge is going to write the findings and sign off on it because now you're in the right courthouse. And if you're not in the right courthouse, you're not going to get a favorable decision. You'll get a decision that you're thinking, oh, wow, I wasted all my money in here. Or, you know, people pay hundreds of dollars just to file a case. And they venue. wasted all their funds. Huh? It's about venue and jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah and they don't <laughs> tell you that. They just say uh, you failed to state a claim for which relief can be granted while they can't grant you relief because they don't handle those types of cases or you're just saying somebody did something but you didn't do an affidavit of facts showing that you and this other adversary uh, did an administrative process like failing to tender your payment that you made an offer to pay and they refused it and you don't have an affidavit swearing under penalty of perjury that um, you did these things. So the judge can't rule on something when there's no evidence. This is like when you're talking about court cases that don't require witnesses or witnesses like a murder trial, um, you know, things where this is a different kind of crime. It's like what you guys call a victimless crime. It's you against the corporation or you against um, another entity. So, um, you know, and, and basically 
we've talked about this before, like a couple years ago or a year ago, about the jurisdiction when someone's pulling you over and you give them uh, your passport and they can't give you a ticket because you gave them an official government ID, but it's not a driver's license. And the only thing that the officer who's a local entity can ask you for is your license, registration, and insurance, right? But if you show them the passport, they can't write you a ticket for a passport because they don't, they can't ask you for a passport. They just say ID and you gave them one. It's just not one that they can write up a ticket for you giving them a different kind of government ID. And, you know, the evidence is in their manual. It says as long as they give you an ID, it didn't say it had to be what the kind of ID they're asking you for. See, that's how they trick you. And so, um, you know, we've uh, even Gonzo has come in there and he told you, I was speeding like a bat out of hell and the cop pulled me over and asked for the ID. And why do you want to give us this? He goes, because this is what I have on me right now and I'm going to give you this ID. It's a government-issued ID and it's valid. And when they look at it, then they just said, oh, well, have a nice day. Bye. Why? Because they they're not going to tell you, well, can't give you a ticket for this. You know, um, there's no address on that passport. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, yep. but they're not going to say, oh, because you gave me a passport. Now I can't write you a ticket. You know, well, that's exactly what a cop told me when I didn't have no ID. I effed up that day. I just didn't have any ID, but... <laughs> I, I said, I can give you a passport. And he was like, no, I don't, we don't really like passports, but I know why <laughs> they don't like passports. I said, well, don't why don't like you them. like passports? It's got my photo on it and everything. Come, you can come to my house with me. He goes, no, you might try to hurt me. I'm like little old me. I'm only five, <laughs> four. How am I going to hurt you? <laughs> Do some Taekwondo wow. on you or something. I mean, like. <clears throat> But they can't tell you why that they're just being deceitful. And you can see it a lot on um, a lot of TV movies. It says that they could even lie to you to get you to um, admit to things or confess to things. Um, And if it's going to get the confession out of you, they can lie to you to get you to do it. Yep. Yep. So what are they doing? That's what they do out in the streets. They tell you all kinds of things and, you're thinking, oh, I didn't have that on me, so I'm in trouble. It's trick or treat every day out there. Yeah, for them. You uh, know. Uh, let me throw this in here. Now, in tendering payment, all right, do not, under any circumstances, tender gold or silver. Okay. I know three people who have done this. They've all been arrested. All right. They took yeah, their Yeah, but gold has silver system. been outlawed? I don't think silver is yeah. outlawed. You wouldn't be getting silver coins from a bank if it was outlawed. I don't know the whole circumstances. I know they arrested them on, I don't know about silver, but I know definitely no gold. Yeah, I know all they're right. not going to give you any gold coins at the bank, but they will well, give you he, silver coins. He had some gold on him. And he went down the one of with that two I think it was a Minnesota or something like that. Uh, it would be wrong that you could pay people in gold. 
in his state. Yeah, well, he spent about four or five days in jail, and they took his little bar of gold and the gold chain. You can't see I wouldn't give gold. him no bar of gold. Well, you cannot pay it. HCR 192, get away with paying the gold. Yeah. And that's where the, the farmer's claims came in. Uh, back in the ni- 1980s, because they found, they found 12 USC 153 that uh, lost of money in their gold. And 1994, the uh, the uh, uh, Congress repealed that whole section to do Right. So don't pay them in gold. You will you will be arrested. Right. If you pay in gold, you say you'll be arrested. Yep. You will. I don't see yep. how. Go read JCR one ninety two. Oh, but wasn't that rescinded? I mean, the 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 part about the gold. I thought no, the JCR one ninety two was rescinded, though. No, it's not a part of it was changed, but no, it has never been rescinded. How many of you are getting paid in gold coins? No, but I mean, like, you may not get paid in gold, but I don't think that they're going to tell you we don't accept gold as payment. You, well, we have to look at to. what was rescinded on there. I mean... Uh, well, try it. Let me know how what copy you guys. Yeah, because I mean, like, but who's <laughs> going to give out their gold right now? Do you know the value of gold? It's very valuable right now. I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't give away any gold to these people. Well, the the, the bottom line is, like I said, you can't. I don't know anybody that has paid in gold. Matter of fact. I did some research on the 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 some people up in Alaska that mm-hmm. mine gold. They have to sell it to uh, an assay or something up there. What they what they get? Yeah. Okay. If they try to spin it up there, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was told that they'd be arrested. Wow. So you know, but. The the catch is the word tender. Okay, once you or mm-hmm. tender and offer are basically the same thing. You know these guys are going in into these courts, especially child support and alimony courts. You well, know, did you make a payment? You will know, so I don't have the money. Throw them in jail. Whoops, excuse me. Send them a potato in a in a in a bag. Okay. With, with an amount of money that in a plastic bag, all right? That's a that's an offer to pay. Okay. Well, it's, it's like I said before. With uh, no, we've know, seen people get arrested for trying to pay with pennies. I mean, it depends on yeah. who you're dealing with. You know, it's like they'd be just making up the laws as they go along. Okay. Yeah, but like I said, you know, you got to. Right. So know. if they, so if they refuse it, what do you, what do you do next? I mean, give them a stamp. Say that again. What is your question? 
Well, if they refuse the payment, what do you do then? Like for in my case, I have by Tuesday. I put in the pay. I put in the payment. I would, um, right. You need to talk to the clerk of the court. Okay, this is no. small claims court here in Texas. Okay. Okay, so. I'm in Texas, but I still. You know what? When I call, because I I used to be a clerk, so I will call like the head clerk. Like the the and county clerk. I don't clerk? tell them that though. No, I don't ever the tell court. them. Huh? Yeah, you got to go to the clerk of the court. Wait, wait, and wait, wait, believe wait. it or not, huh? She was. But we're dealing here in the small claims court. I, I I talked to the court and court administrator in small claims, and she didn't know what the hell I'm talking about. So where do I go? I go to the uh, county clerk, uh, court of the clerk. Yeah, I would tell them that there seems to be a misunderstanding that you'd put a form of payment on the docket and the clerk didn't accept this payment. Like, okay. don't ever say, um, oh, I put $192,000. do not ever use a dollar amount um, yeah. because you're not supposed to really. I I'll be honest with you. Really, when you put that dollar stamp on there and your Hancock goes over that stamp, really your signature paid for it. Mm -hmm. And they know it, but you know, like sometimes uh, I've had, I'm where it was working with this lady. I've been working with her. I got to get back to work with her. Um, and I'll tell her how to do things. And the clerk will be like, we're not taking that and we're not going to do this. So I'll call her up and <clears throat> I'm telling you, me and me and that clerk will be duking it out. And I'd be like, you know what? You know you're wrong. And you're like, ah, well, you know, if the judge doesn't want to, I said, I don't care what the judge wants. You know the law, and you know you have to take that payment. I don't care what the judge yeah. says. <laughs> the I judge could... doesn't have nothing to do with your court case. And if you're going to invalidate somebody's case because you're refusing the payment, then guess what? Then um, I'm going to go to a higher court and show them that you refused the payment, and then they're going to kick it back to you and make you take the case. Okay, like in my okay, so my case, if they don't, if they don't accept this payment, they're going to say, okay, case closed. The judgments are are for the plaintiff. So now in this case, what are they're going to say? Okay, well, go go put on the uh, eviction notice tomorrow. Okay, okay so. so you can put an injunction against them with, with a dollar. I mean, the dollar stamp, again, you go in and put an injunction against all of But you can't okay, just put an injunction against the court. You got to put it against the police. You have to do like whoever, whoever can go to your house and do an eviction, you have to put an injunction against anybody that can go to your house and do an eviction. Like for me, I had to do six injunctions. Is that because there were, what do you I gave it to six the clerk. Did you have to do she will huh what six injunctions did you have to do I had to do one for my local city then that city falls under a county then I had to give one to the tax you know like the property tax appraiser okay like the county you know assessor? when they when they try to yeah they try to sell your house and they send the sheriff out so I gave one to them. I gave one to the judge. And then how, because remember the clerk is the one that you're going to give the instructions to. Okay. So I put down the name of the people on there, but for you to get an, 
effective injunction. You got to go on to sams.gov and you got to pull up their DUNS and their cage number for each one. Like I put down their name, you know, like Southern will tell you guys, look up the address, right? You put in the address and you're going to pull up a DUNS and cage number. That's their yeah. secret name. Huh? Well, let, let me tell you, you don't have to go that far. What you want, and I'm a, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. You want the article of incorporation. Once you got that in your hand, these people are private entities. Okay? Well, that yeah, shows the document that proves that. No, that article of incorporation <laughs> proves it. It, okay, it does, but if you're in court right now, let's say you're in court, and they're coming tomorrow yeah. to put your ass out, okay? Mm-hmm. And you need an injunction, okay, right away. Okay. But you don't have time to get the Articles of Incorporation. If you don't have time to get it, you put their address into sam.gov, and you just write, I, I put an order of estoppel. I didn't call it an injunction. And then I made six copies. Uh, and I put everybody's name on it, like the name of the police department, but based on the Duns and Cage number. So I put police, uh, Duns and Cage, uh, city of whatever, Duns and Cage, uh, Miami-Dade County, Duns and Cage. You know, whatever I pull up for the address of where these people, their headquarters is. Their all, in one, all in one form? Yeah, I put on one page. You know how it'll be me versus somebody? On the part uh-huh. where it's versus somebody, I put their name and their Duns and Cage. So I had six names on there with their Duns okay. and Cage. And then you and have I to file this? I put it with the clerk. I put a dollar stamp on the first one. Only one of them had a stamp with my signature, and I signed on the back, and I said, you know, these are all copies. And then I got, I got them all for one dollar stamp, the six injunctions. I put that I'm a civilian, too, on my paper, and um, that uh, these people are trying to steal my home, and I need the clerk. See, I'm talking to the clerk when I'm writing it on the cover sheet. I need. I am requesting six estoppels to the following uh, business organizations. This is what I write on top of the cover sheet. Then I got on the actual docket, though, the paperwork that goes to the court, um, oh, and I had to put the judge's name and his office, where he's at, injunction to him to this, this clerk was, had a big old smiley face when she sent them all back to me. Why? Cause I even gave the judge an effective injunction. Why? Cause you're, I'm not going to allow you to sign off on some paperwork to get me kicked out of my house. It's not going to happen. And I said, the only person that I know of, that I deal with every time I would walk into a courthouse is the clerk. And then now, sometimes I don't even do that. I just call the clerk. Eh, you guys did this, this, and this. I asked for the business card. They didn't want to give it to me. So you know what? Your citation is invalid. Um, I need it off the system. And what do they tell me? Give me 10 bucks, I'll take it off. And it's gone. I go take this over there with $10. What is that sounding like to you guys, people? That ten dollar excise tax fee? Uh-huh. You go the in there with your ten bucks, huh? Importing the person. 
Yeah, you're going in there, and that was it. The ticket was gone. It was like a $400 ticket, and it got wiped out. But Okay, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused here, okay, because if I'm over here in small claims court, where, who am I going to send those objections to, the county okay, clerk or they, to the clerk at question. the small claims? Are you, um, did they refuse your payment? Uh, it sounds like they will. I'm not sure yet. But I, I want to have this backup so I know what to do next in case they okay, do. Okay, now here's my question to you. Um, you filed this in a small claims court, but is that a local court? Is it a county yes. court? County, county, uh, county, Justice of the Peace. Justice of the Peace. Okay, so your county, your county has a clerk of the court. Okay, you so tell I go me that your clerk the of the court doesn't understand. Uh, she she probably does. I'm just saying that the 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 the, the clerk at the uh, small claims doesn't know. Okay, well, if they don't know, then you you um you can call the county clerk if you have the case number, and if they tell you uh -huh. something on we're not going to accept your case, you say, look, I I filed a case in this uh, court case uh, in this court. Here's the case number, and my payment was refusing. Payment is enclosed on the docket. And can you check that out for me to see what's wrong? And then say, and can you know, you leave your number and your name and tell them to get back with you. Because they're not going to write you a letter saying your payment for a $1 stamp is refused. They cannot tell you how to pay, and that is the rule under uh, the HDR 192. They cannot tell you how to pay. And that's the part where people believe that you have to use those Federal Reserve notes to pay yeah, that's what because I, they gave you that. Because on the they order it said, said uh, on the order it said, on the first order it said that I had to make a bond or a cash payment. Yeah, but they didn't say what kind, you see cash, I say cash. Um, we know we're gonna have to look up the definition of cash, but bond. A bond is like you take your birth certificate and you make a photocopy on it, and then you put void on it or copy. You got to put something on the copy that you make and write copy only, and then you write an order for payment in the amount of whatever they want. That's a bond. Let me say something on the, on this. First, whenever you whenever you people go out there and you get the articles of incorporation, all right, or their uh, uh, I don't have time for that. I know, but your your credit results or something like that. Your what you've just basically done is these people can no longer claim to be a government agency or entity. They're now Joe Blow, well, private corporation. Walmart, Kmart, 7-Eleven, Home Depot. Okay? That, along with a want of jurisdiction, a properly written want of jurisdiction, they can't come out here and say, well, I have impersona jurisdiction. Whoa, 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 whoa. These documents in my hand say you're a private corporation. Where's my contract? You know, we've got them in a jam, and you guys got to understand where this is going. They are a private entity. And all the, the, the most of this stuff can be, you 
I know in Florida you can call up the Secretary of State and you can have your corporation in 10 minutes or online. All you got to do is download it and print out a copy. I don't know about other states, but uh, the same thing is with, uh, with, with, with credit companies. Now, in, in your case, are you the defendant or the plaintiff? Defendant. Okay, you may, I would make them an offer, okay? I would make them an offer to pay, okay? When they don't I pay, did, I, I, I would... Okay, go ahead. Huh? When they, don't, when they don't pay what? When, you, when they don't accept that payment, all right, you send them a, a, a notice of default, okay? And you bring up HCL 192, uh, no, no, not HCL 192. Excuse me, people, I'm not all there anymore. But you, you, you bring up uh, UCC 6-306, I think it is. You also bring up the, the maximum of laws in Boobies 1856 dictionary, uh, a, a payment tendered and refused that is liberates the debtor. I forget exact, the exact wording now. I'll have to look it up. It's on my money doc. But, you know, as far as cash, cash is currency. All right. And current, with it, you know, what you want to do is to, to have somebody tell you the definition of cash, okay? Because they can't. This is all their little hocus-pocus uh, Halloween bullshit, okay? Because I talk to people, and like I said, I don't know how many of you got my money doc, but... Uh, I'll, I'll try to send it to She Wolf tomorrow. All right, and okay. have her repost it on Legal Deception. But I, now, I went. Okay. Huh? How do you know? How do you right. know when when they have finally accepted the payment? Because I got a feeling they're not going to say anything, and it's going to wait to the last day, and they might say, "Well, okay, he didn't submit payment." Okay, and then they'll send out the form. Okay, uh, twenty-four hours for eviction. But you saying put the put the injunctions, write them up yourself, and send them to the county clerk. If I mean file them with the county clerk, and how's she gonna know where to file them? Uh, she can file even though it's in it's in uh, the JP court. She can still file papers there for the JP. Yeah, she, she will. Hello. Hello. I guess she left. I hope not. So I, okay, so there's two different courts. You got Wait your minute, lower I'm sorry. JP. I'm sorry. Okay. No wonder why you guys didn't hear me. What I'm saying is you should be looking up those addresses right now when you're doing the Duns and Cage or, you know, when you do service of process, right? Uh-huh. Um, you're supposed to have the addresses of those people that you're trying to stop from evicting you. And um, okay, so that would be the be that would be the uh, property management company too, the constable in case the sheriff, 
and the police in case they decide to send it to the police to do it. Right. Right. They will. Anyone that oh. you know that has knocked on your door or can knock on your door, you got to put the estoppel against them. Um, mm-hmm. it, another thing, too, like okay, I, I wait, need you wait. guys to understand that the local law, all of these laws are copyright protected. OK. And if you guys could remember this, this is a better way to remember things, how you can understand that they are a business. So the school called me the other day and says, um, you know, they sent me a letter first, and I guess they don't realize that they addressed it to me, comma, all rights reserved, because I put the UCC on there <laughs> next to the name that says all rights reserved. So, but I, I didn't write the UCC number. I put all rights reserved, so they put my name, comma, all rights reserved. I said, okay. So I'm saying, you know, you sent me this letter the other day, and you're saying that you're going to report me to DCF and put me under truancy for three unexcused absences. So, and I'm saying, I need you to explain this to me. How did I get three unexcused absences? Oh, well, your kid comes to school here and they miss three times and uh, I'm looking at this record here and you didn't send a note. You're supposed to call us when they're going to be absent. So I said, ma'am, excuse me for one moment because I really don't understand. I'm an adult. Why would I call you to say that my uh, kid's not going to school? He goes, because that's the rules of the school. And I said, yeah, but do you pay me to call you to tell you that? Am I on your payroll? Ma'am, it's not because of that. It's the rules of the school. You know, if your kid wants to go to school here, you got to follow the I have to follow the rules. I don't go to your school. <laughs> and she says, well, if you have a problem, you, you can take it up to the district. I said, not only will I take it up to the district, Mrs. <laughs> you must have forgot. My name is all rights reserved. Okay. But I am going to call the district. First of all, you don't pay me to follow your rules. Number one. And those children that go to your school, you get paid by the taxpayers or the government, whoever's paying you, someone pays for them to be there or you wouldn't have a job right now, but I don't get paid to write you a letter. I don't get paid to give you any doctor's notes, which is also, I told her, that's like um, a HIPAA violation. I said, now we're going to keep going here. She goes, no, you know what? I'm going to have the truancy officer call you. I said, you know what? You do that. I'll be waiting for her phone call. You know what? I never got that phone call. Don't let people tell you what to do. Because when they do, I let them know, you don't pay me for my time nor my labor. And I'm not going to yeah. write you a letter, and I'm not going to give you a phone call or anything. If you want this child to go to your school so you could be paid and have a job to support your family, I suggest you get with the program. But don't be calling my phone talking about I'm going to be under truancy. No, ma'am. I'm not a juvenile. I'm an adult. And don't ever send me a letter like this again. I'm talking about I did call the district. Oh, I don't know why they would do that to you. I go, well, you know what? You better go call them up and find out. Because I, if, you, if I ever get another phone call like this, <laughs> you have to stand your ground. And you know why you write a bond before your kids go to school? So that they know not to F with you or your kids. 
You have to write a bond and you write your own rules on there. This is what I want to see happening and this is what I don't want to see happening. And um, here, you can activate this bond because you're going to give them like a copy of the birth certificate. But you got to write copy on there and void where prohibited, right? So that they can't get any extra funding. But you're actually giving it to them and they're going to put it somewhere where they can get the funding now, not when you die. And your kid can go to school, and guess what? Their rules don't apply to your kids now because you wrote your own rules about what you want to see that school doing and what you don't want to see them That's That's the whole point is people don't know how to govern themselves, and that's what you want to do. You need to govern your family. And... It's, it's hard do to do it, that. It's, huh? it's hard to do that when you got all the uh, media in social media going uh, going against you. But anyhow, I digress. Yeah, he <laughs> that. You know, they always yeah. say we're crazy, but guess what? At least yeah. no one's knocking on my door bothering. Mm-hmm. So okay, to put these injunctions, do I put I put them with the county clerk or do I do it with the JP clerk? <laughs> well. Because you're going to go after a broader range of businesses, if they all fall under one county, the best thing to do it is with the county. The county clerk, okay. And then, so when I go in there, what are they going to say? What am I going to say? File this in this case, even though it's in the lower, it's in the lower JP court. Well, you can. Still yeah, it? I would tell them. Yeah, and I would write it. Um, they're going to put it. They're not really going to put it in the case. They're going to give you um, a case number. Actually, it's going to be oh. a civil case number. Okay. And, and so, do I list it? Now, do I put it as me being the plaintiff now and then the defendants? Yeah, they'll be the defendants now because you're filing okay. an action against them. Okay, just want to make sure. Okay. Look here. Let me explain first. I I don't know what, what where you live at, but let's just say Home Depot, okay? If Home Depot or Public or Ring Dixie or McDonald's sent you a document in the mail and, and said you have to do this because we are in the superior court of McDonald's, okay? You laugh at it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, once you get certain paperwork in your hand, that these are nothing but a private corporation. Remember one thing about a corporation. I, it can kill and it can be sued. And that's, a, that's why they don't want you to have these articles of incorporation in your hand. Proof that they're a corporation and not a government entity. Because now you can turn around and sue them for damages. Okay? Uh, so what do you do? You ask the court, uh, so you ask the court, I need a copy of your articles in confederation in the court? No, you, well, you can ask them. I usually that I have a, uh, uh, heck, it's more, a jurisdiction somewhere. I got to find it. I ain't used it in about a year that actually ask all that. It asks for the Articles of Incorporation and, and everything else. And then it tells the person, the judge, okay, 
like I said, want of jurisdiction. This is not a challenge of jurisdiction. It's a want of jurisdiction. Okay? It tells, it tells the judge out there, or whoever, that if they can't put their jurisdiction, a lot of people, when they fill out paperwork, or, or you know, I want jurisdiction, judge says, denied, and goes on about his business. But wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. I threw a rent monkey wrench in there. All right? If I don't have your, your jurisdiction on public, bonafide, okay, here's how it goes. I need bonafide proof of substantial supporting evidence, okay, of your alleged jurisdiction, okay? Now, they got to prove with evidence that they have that jurisdiction within, I think it's 15 days, okay, or 10 days or whatever. From this, from date of receiving the document, you want to send it to them certified mail. You don't need a return receipt. You just know when they got the mail because there's a case law that once they got it, they ate it. Um, and the second, uh, you know, on so many days, I let's say 15, I think it's 15 days on my doc. All right, without you, you putting uh, this evidence and everything in, you're admitting to the fact that you don't have this jurisdiction. All right. Do you understand what the, the corner that they're backed into now? They have to come out and prove it. They can't just okay, say, well, I, I have... <clears throat> I went down there. Come out and use, but Southern, you do they, know that they're going to use that they have personal jurisdiction. Whoa, 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 they're whoa, whoa, whoa. No, wait a minute. Saying, I, I require you to put evidence on the record okay evidence of this personal jurisdiction evidence i don't All know right? if they'll do that but um you can always throw no, the birth certificate it. in the courtroom that is the person that they're talking about wait a minute hold on if they don't put any evidence on file with substantial supporting evidence then they're admitting to the fact they don't have it this but is, this. if they're taking you and having their way with you right in mm -hmm. a courtroom, that's because they are assuming, and you know how they're doing it, though, is through personal jurisdiction. Well, there's a problem. Nobody has challenged this personal jurisdiction correctly. Okay? Because nobody knows how they got it. But if you go in there they with that birth certificate and you show that this is the business commercial name, right? And then you go in and show how they installed corporate personhood like in 1952 or 1953, and you say, but I'm not a person. I'm not going to claim that I'm a person representing this uh, commercial uh, construct that was designed by the state. Then you got a good chance of winning that, like, I don't know what, but I think it's time for people to challenge it in that way so that you don't waste your time with letting them come in and say, oh, we got personal jurisdiction over you. That's the reason well, why they have the personal jurisdiction. According to the, the way it's written up, okay, we had this discussion the other day, and like I said, I'm not as sharp as that as I used to be. There has to be a narrative uh, between them, the state, and you. Now, there's one right. small problem. 
they're not the friggin' state. They're, they're John Doe Home Depot, they're John Doe Walmart, or John Doe, you know, Shell Gas Station. They're not the state, okay? So, you know, the fact that, what, what is my narrative with the state? You've um, got to change your state of being with the state. Wait a minute, hold on. It's, it's not, everybody wants to go with the, this. I told you all before, it's the fact that you're in the, uh, the militia. And but they're not going to come. you still have to, they, they will lump you into the militia part, but you still have to change your state of being. Because mm-hmm. all those all caps names, right, mm-hmm. put you under the state of personhood. That's where they get that well, person. Um, and you know what? This is what this judge said one day, okay? I, it wasn't for me. It was for someone else. They point to the individual and say, you're the person that we're talking to. We're, we're talking to you. And I know that the individual was confused. And I heard them saying, but you don't have any other evidence on there that you were calling upon me. And she said, then why did you come into this courtroom? Bingo. Because you what, have what? to, you got 30 days. You have 30 days to write back to the court and tell them why it's not you. And if you say that under the, you know, the corporate personhood that you established and you have these all caps names, say those aren't, those are not names. Those are titles that you create for business. Because remember, we already got that clue from the state where they said the judges only recognize commercial entities in a court court of law. So if you're going in there and someone's bossing you around, it's because you are representing that entity that they created for you, that commercial entity. So that makes you the trustee. So you got to change all that. And if you know what, why you're not the person and why you're just a man and you've been given this piece of paperwork here, but it's supposed to be you're the beneficiary of that, then they will stop messing with you because, remember, they control those titles. That's why the state's name is above on top of that birth certificate. Your name is way on the bottom somewhere in the middle. And they're going to yeah. keep treating you like a baby until you – but we've already figured all this out, Southern. Now it's time for people to take action and start writing to the state and telling them, this is what you're doing here, but this isn't really what it is. This is what, see, they lump everybody into one sum, and everybody that comes in the courtroom, you know, they're going to say, well, we have rights and this and that, but you don't because that's why they appoint someone to represent you because you don't know commercially you're, you're representing something that they control. They hold the control over that title. They figured, well, they don't know this, so we have to have someone represent them. Well, if you're a business, right, let's just put you this way. Don't, doesn't the government tax all businesses? 
No. And every kind of business they can get their hands on, they will tax it. No matter what your specialty is, unless you're like the ministry or the church or something, then, you know, you got those 501Cs to stop them from taxing you. But for the most part, anybody that performs something with their time, um, you're being taxed at the end of the year, right? So the, let me. There are fifteen five hundred one C's organizations. Oh, actually, there's like I think there's twenty eight of them now. I saw twenty eight on Wikipedia listed in there. Five hundred one. I know. I know what I pulled off the IRS website years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, no, of course, are not taxed. All right, or at least they yeah. weren't, because you see what they do is they tell everybody, "Oh, we're a court, then we're a nonprofit corporation, okay? Then we're a uh, for-profit corporation." See, once you prove these people to be a uh, a private business for profit, all right, they run into a small problem. And it's a conflict of interest, okay? They can't sit in judgment on you. That's why when well, this country... Under one let me name, they have immunity. Under the other, they don't. Well, that's why all, you know, all of our uh, court hearings are supposed to be by jury uh, trial. Because these people are getting paid by a corporation. Their loyalty right, is to that corporation. There's not, you know, if you work for Walmart, okay, if you work for Walmart, right, you, you're going to be loyal to the person who signs your paycheck, not, not to a Kmart. And that's what people got to learn. They got to learn who these people are. What they're they're dealing with. But, yeah. But, you know, they have, like, like, um, you have the IRS, right? And the IRS is the one that collects all the taxes, all the debts, right? Then you have the Internal Revenue Service, who is the creditor side. And the difference is, is that when the Internal Revenue writes to you, they put it at your front door. But when IRS writes to you, they just stick it in your mailbox. Anything, I just noticed that that day. I was like saying, oh, you know what? I'm looking at this envelope, and then it says Internal Revenue Service, but they put it at my door. Why? Because the entire package is for me. I'm the creditor. But when you're a debtor, it goes in your mailbox, and that you don't want those letters, but they do come. I think that the birth certificate side of payment is the creditor side. When you use the Federal Reserve notes that they created for you, which is legal tender, then you're on the debtor side. Very good. Like a courthouse. Huh? <laughs> you want to pay with wow. your BC? They can't tax you. You pay what your Federal Reserve note. You know, a police officer asked me that one day. Well, do you use Federal Reserve notes to pay for things? I said, are you talking like uh, big ticket items? 
doesn't matter what kind of ticketed items. I go, well, no, I wouldn't use that kind of funding to pay for something like that. Oh, yeah, what would you use? I said, I can't tell you, though. Why can't you tell us? These were like seven officers standing there that day, and I'm thinking, because I can't tell you. And then I just, well, you know what? You're not going to be a part of this anyway. You know, we're not talking to you. But they want to know, see, if you use Federal Reserve notes, then they got you. But if you don't use Federal Reserve notes. Oh, yeah. And they want you to go in there to pay with Federal Reserve notes. No, they don't. They want you to pay with your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. Like I said, when I wrote, when I wrote the, the, my money doc up, okay, I wrote it up as an affidavit. All right? It just needs a little work. But I, I went on every, all 12 uh, of the uh, Federal Reserve websites Okay, and I talked to different reserve people in the Federal Reserve, all right, in New York and uh, uh, not Virginia, North Carolina, I think it is, and down here in Miami. And the one thing that they kept stressing to me is, no one can tell you what to pay. Okay, they can't do it. What a beautiful okay. law. <laughs> It's not a law. It's an absence of, of, of the law because you see, all the HCR 192 Public Law 73-10 did was it made Federal Reserve notes legal tender. Yeah. Okay? That's all it did. You can't pay in, in gold and silver anymore, but Federal Reserve notes are now legal tender. Okay? Doesn't say you got nothing in that says you got to pay for it, but it says that if you pay in it, it will be discharged. Now again, you got to look up the word discharge. There is a case law. Discharge is not paying a debt. Right. Okay. Discharge liberates a debtor, but the debt remains. Okay. Don't get that confused. Well, there's a whole lot of things out there that these people don't want to talk to you about. When you start bringing this stuff up, they, they go climb under the first rock because they're in trouble and they know it. You know, you look up and say, well, what? show me the law that says i got to pay you in, in Federal Reserve notes or, or whatever. Uh, 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 uh. No, they're not going to say. They're not going to say it. Not even in the um, bankruptcy court. They wouldn't say that either. Um, Wait a minute. The only said, thing. Uh, why don't you follow the schedule that I gave you? The payment. Yeah. See, he didn't say. Why don't you follow and pay with um, money order? Because you know he. That was how we got them to with um, Richard. We had said. Um, I told him, do not. Start answering their questions, okay? I already wrote your paper for you. You keep your mouth shut. And the judge well, says, he, yeah, he, he just said, why don't you follow the payment schedule, right? Payment he, schedule. He didn't listen, say listen. Uh, pay it with a money order. That's right. Payment schedule. Did you send up uh, a bag of coffee beans? 
Did you send them a, a, a can of Lipton soup? Uh, what, what, what offer did you make these people? You didn't make it. Everybody thinks I gotta pay the Federal Reserve notes, Fed equity notes, that kind of. Okay. So the, the bottom line is, you 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 send them an offer. All right. Any offer you make is legal tender. Right. But the problem the problem people got they they got drilled in their heads. I have to go out. I have to work for these little green things that some guy gives me. The bank gives me. Right. And I have to get, you know, hand them over, you know, to pay my debt, my bills. Now, <laughs> let me say, when you start dealing with these courts, okay, it, this isn't true. Now, the guy down here who works for your, um, your electric company or your water company, don't play this on those people because I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it won't work. They're too... First off of that, they are too stupid, right, to, to understand it. And second off of that, they'll just turn it off. But like I said, I'll I'll try to get my uh, my money doc to to she wolf tomorrow, and she can put it back on legal deception file section. I do it, yeah. but it threw me off on Facebook. Uh. I guess they didn't like the stuff that I was putting out there. But and the, the bottom line, people, is you, you we got to pull the Halloween mask off of these people. And that's what they, they're scared shitless of. Oh, man, the right? attorneys, you will see them fuming, fuming. When you, like, um, when Richard gave them that $1 money order, she is shaking that money order to the judge and saying, this is what he offered for payment. This is unacceptable. He goes, well, it is. <laughs> the other attorney's sitting there laughing his head off, and he says, well, it is what it is. Why don't you want to follow the payment schedule? He says, because you didn't tell me how you wanted me to pay you. What did you want me to pay you with? Boy, that judge just... I'm sure he was chewing on his pencil because he did not say with what he should pay. And then she said, don't worry, Your Honor. I will have that answer on <clears> the <throat> Okay, so, Shiva, so how do you know when they finally accepted and made and accepted as a payment? Okay, let me ask you something. When did you, when did you do that? I did that today. I, I sent the, the, the document and the dollar today. I went in there oh, for, uh, in the flesh. Yeah. Okay, but you put that in there. Here's my problem. You used it to file something into the case, right? Yeah. But you didn't, you know, now that you've explained it better, you're saying that you're the defendant, right? Right. Of something, and they want something from you, like a payment, right? Right. Yeah. In order to appeal it to the next court, they want a cash. They want a bond or a cash payment. Okay, right. So, I don't remember what it was. Well, okay. let me ask so, you something here. Is this a foreclosure case? Eviction. It's what? Okay. So, so if it were me, because I can't tell you what to do. If I take my one of my birth certificates and put 
um, void where prohibited, right, on it, copy, right, copies. It's a copy of one. It's not actually, uh, you're not giving them your original. Then you write a docket paper. Like you take a paper and you write note on the top. Please pay to the order of whoever is asking for the sum and so much to the courts, you know, and you write out whatever the amount was that they were looking for, and that would be, um, you'd say, for all payments due, public or private, right? But you put it on the birth certificate. That is a bond, that birth certificate. So uh, You also but, want to add on him that, that if this bond is satisfied and he shows up in court or whatever, that money is returned to you. They don't, otherwise they'll keep it. Well, they're supposed to, you know, you, you could say payable to um, so-and-so and the principal, because really the principal would be him. So um, you, you know, being that that's the type of case it is, but when I was saying like the dollar stamp, that means for me, I put the dollar stamp on something that I'm going to file into the courts, like a docket. I would dock it with oh, the, the initial, stamp, but if the they're initial, asking the, for it, the initial docket. And you know what? I don't know. The they might even case. take that payment. They cannot deny your payment. Well, yeah, because okay? that, they I cannot. Mean, but what I'm trying to figure out is that they may wait to the last day to say, uh, no, we're not accepting it. And then the next day they put in the 24-hour notice to vacate. Yeah, well, uh, I have yet to hear. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about you. But to this date, I have never heard them say, we're not going to honor this because your payment is unacceptable. I, I have okay. never heard that. They, I mean, I've done so many different things with different people's cases and they have never ever you know like not accepted the payment but in the meantime and, well, um, i'll just go in the meantime i'll file those injunctions with the county clerk i would file Remember? an injunction yeah regardless you know why because you want them to stop harassing you right when, and i would include i would include the uh, management company as well Whoever can, whoever can put foot past that sidewalk and put something on your door, you, you have to think about who who can do this to me, and then you you put an estoppel against them. Okay. You know, and you could just say to um, I am placing this estoppel to um, uh, uh, to seize the uh, trespassing. Um, uh, of any agency, organization, or business from trespassing on the property and trespassing upon me. What we got, when we got them honored, we put it on the door. So they try to transfer the case over to an, you know, like a, a someone who can evict them, right? And they came in, somebody knew. And my son touched the document. He said, did you read that? Uh, no, he goes, it says that if you trespass on here, uh, my mom's going to find you a thousand dollars every time you come on that sidewalk. And that person ran off of that sidewalk 
and ran to the regular sidewalk and said, we are so sorry. We did not know. He says, well, you don't see that big sign that says um, order, you know, the clerk signed the orders. It says estoppel. That means you cannot come on this property. And they would run off and hit. But, you know, people, it just takes due diligence. We've been doing these calls for the longest, and we come up with new ideas as we, we learn more and more definitions and we hear more people. But I will tell you this for a fact. I have never heard anybody ever say, you got to pay us with so much. Even for someone to write on a contract to be paid in U.S. dollars, right? Even if they write on the contract, like for the mortgage company, and you want to know what are U.S. dollars, and if they say, oh, the Federal Reserve notes, you can say, but you didn't write the well, word Federal Reserve notes on here. Well, hold on a second. Let me say something. They will not do that because, see, they, they can't tell you what the They dollars either. Well, that's right. They can't. They can't. I let me tell you something. They want you to have a cash bond. I, I don't know what the court case is, but you need right now to look up the definition of cash or currency legal definition. Not the other bullshit, legal definition. Now, in Florida, I they got payment also payment instruments. In Florida on the Florida statute, it tells you that a payment instrument is this, that, the other, blah, 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 blah. All right? Check, uh, money order, blah, blah. It's all payment instruments. Now, if you read the last line on this, it says anything that can be used, not used, how is that? Traded or something. All right, for goods or services is not a payment instrument. Now, you gotta you gotta look this up in your state. I don't know what the state is, but you gotta start doing some fast research tonight. All right, find out what the definition of currency is. All right, I, I looked it up here. It says money in any form when in actual use as a medium of exchange, especially circulating paper money. Transmission, this is another definition for currency. Transmission from person to person as a medium of exchange. Circulation, what is, coins now what in currency. What General is acceptance or use, prevalence. And why would the birth certificate fall under that? Because we know that these people, they get bonds when they're building these um, expressways and highways and all this other stuff. They purchase bonds. The three trick words there are medium of exchange. Right. Not pain, medium of exchange. Okay. Remember, you're making an exchange. Yeah, so it says money in any form. It doesn't say Federal Reserve notes. It says money in any form when in actual use 
as a medium of exchange. If if me and she will, I agree, right? That she saw ten acres of land in Florida, and I got fifteen acres in in Texas. If she wants my my land, and we make an agreement uh, on a medium to exchange land, we just create a currency. Okay. And this is what people got to get out of their head is that lifelong training of what is uh, is is money and everything. You know, as I, as I said, it, you, well, you it says a coin the, or a note equals a dollar. It says a coin or note that is worth one dollar. I I look up the word dollar, right? Yeah. It doesn't say Federal Reserve note. It just says or note that is worth a dollar. So when yeah. you give them a copy of the birth certificate, void where prohibited, and you write a note attached to it, payable to whomever, there's your note. Yeah. Well, it, what they're talking about there is is um, the um, treasury notes that existed before um before 1933, all right, gold back treasury notes, okay? But right, after 1933... They didn't say treasury notes on there. This is the current definition, yeah, okay. but it doesn't say treasury notes. I know. I mean, but I'm they're, they're you. not, you know, when they're very ambiguous, and you think about this, because their words are words of ambiguity. It could mean anything. Mm -hmm. And if you write something and it has the word note on it, well, and you see this, look, dollar. A silver coin of the United States of the value of 100 cents or tenth part of an eagle. And the reason why I told you that the dollar is the highest currency is because the dollar is the only currency worth 100 cents if you go mm -hmm. to the federal reserve it tells you the value of the 20 dollar bill i think it's like 0. 0.004 cents you would never believe it 20 dollar bills worth so much 50 100 dollar bill look at the value but only the dollar is worth 100 cents that is the highest well, value in your pocket let me tell you guys something if you want to start learning things uh, it, it's called the Freedom of Information Act. You start sending these people the Treasury. You start sending the Federal Reserve. Freedom of Information Act. Uh, you start reading what's on their websites. Okay? Now, let me tell you something about Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve will have one little trick thing on one site, another little trick thing on the other site. It's up to you to look them all up and put them all together. Which is what I did. They, um, these the, these people, they're slick, and up until computers, you got to remember something. We had no way of knowing any of this stuff. Okay. Back uh, before before the the um, like 1930s and 40s. 
the average education level in this country was about a fifth grade, sixth grade education level. Okay? And you, you might as well, the only people that really had good educations were rich people from, uh, from rich society homes. Was the poor people that the kids had to go out and get a job to help feed the family? No. Uh, I'm telling you right now that these people just what they have done to us is keeping us ignorant. That's why they they only want lawyers in a courtroom because yeah. lawyers are, are not right. I've been told this by several lawyers. I. Uh, including federal federal uh, district court judges, they, uh, there's things that they know that if these lawyers that if they open their mouth in the courtroom, they're, they're just barred and they're going to jail for civil contempt. It's like the, the part down here in Florida and other states about the statutes, codes, and ordinances being copyrighted. All right? they, they don't want you to know what a copyright is. They don't want you bringing this up in court. They don't want you bringing it up in court. The fact that these the courthouses, they all they all got um, uh, articles of incorporation and, bi- and business licenses. All right. They don't want you knowing any of this. Ignorance, ignorance of the law is no excuse, and that's what why they don't teach us any law. Yeah, they're smart cookies. But they're scared right now because they realize that we're catching on and we're learning. And that's got them scared. All right? Oh, God. Hey, well, should I send it? Should, could I send the clerk an email asking, has payment been received or, or something to that effect? You no, say, no, has, has, um, I'm just checking to see if payment has posted. Have has my payment uh, been tendered? How about that? No, posted would be better. Posted would be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, you could say um, posted. I would say posted or tendered. Why? Because well, if they say, it, "Oh, we couldn't do it." Is the payment uh, I posted tendered? Or no, is it is the payment? We already tendered. Posted? It. Right. Has that it I tendered posted? has it posted. Right. Why? Because. I'm not going to tell you. We're not going to give you no num- numerical values here. You got to be just as smart as they are. Mm-hmm. And when you, the lesser the lesser you speak, the more you gain. The more okay, questions so you have, ask. As the payment, the payment tendered oh, on yeah. Thursday, has it been posted? Has the payment? Yet? Yeah. Has 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 it posted? And they'll, t- you know, they if they say, uh, no, no, not yet, or whatever, if they don't accept it, they have to tell you why. And you know what? Okay. They're not going to tell you why if they don't accept it. Then that's that's a good good enough reason that you're going to put that injunction just in case. You know, uh, you you want them to cease and desist from harassing you and from okay. you know trespass, not trespassing mm-hmm. from trespass. Right, trespass. I'm working on I'm working on some things right now. But if everybody looks up these definitions, the legal definitions of cash, currency, 
um, and money, right? None of them mm-hmm. tell you anything about any kind of um, uh, the peso or anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their well, own yeah. form of payment. <clears throat> yeah, well, when I when I was doing this, uh, filling out this uh, inability to afford payment, etc. You know, I lined right. up, defended, and tenant put on responded, etc. But then it has to uh, post, you know, the assets. But it was all done in pesos. So I put zero, 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 and all the assets are in trust. They're not my assets, right? Mm-hmm. And he came back and said, he came back, the judge came back and said, the defendant didn't post any assets and was known to be, uh, to buy, was, was in the position of buying the property. So therefore he's got to make payments. <laughs> so here's your payment. The, the judge told you to put a bond on you? What? Say that again. The judge wants a bond? Yeah, the judge wants uh, a bond, so you give him a bond. The bond, bond is a certificate. Wait a, wait a minute. Hold up on. What is that bond of tax payment for? To satisfy. Wait a minute. The bond is to satisfy the debt. No, they, well, they, they want to satisfy the court the uh, the court fees for for appeal, the appealing. They want what now? To appeal, they're asking for a bond to pay for that appeal bond. That's what it's called. They so they appeal bond or cash payment. L- listen very carefully. So they are putting you into in indebtedness right what is what is another word for indebtedness trespass hello trespass no peonage peonage <laughs> okay uh, all right yeah. I the united states uh 1903 supreme court decision what is what is the definition of peonage evidence of indebtedness see you got to start <laughs> learning how to say things too you start saying yeah, are you, t- yeah, are you but you don't want to talk about peonage in court because that has nothing to do with what they're trying to settle here you're not talking about but, slavery yeah. when you're in a court trying to keep your home no, over no, your head. No, no, peonage has got nothing to do with slavery. All right, you got to read the court case. What is a peon? Evidence of indebtedness. Anytime somebody, that judge still orders you to, to pay a debt or put you into a debt, he has created a peon, okay? Right, You're not right. Human, according to the Supreme Court. All right. That now falls under uh, 42 USC 1994. And uh, can you use this in court? Yes. I, I'm telling you right now, you sure as hell can. But you can, I but the judge the- is not going to then settle your problem because you've introduced a new problem. Remember, they just want to settle a problem so you do have a bond 
because you are a bond servant. That is what the book of Revelation 13 says. And he created bond servants, and that is us. Let me finish, okay? I was in a courtroom. We did this right here in Florida. The judge ordered the person to pay X amount of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. We handed the judge all right, a document, all right? We didn't know how much the money was going to be at the time, but we wrote it in. All right, the guy did, and he handed it over to the judge. It's a long mm-hmm. time ago. The judge says, what's this? He said, I need a signed evidence of indebtedness. Have you ever seen a man, a man go white? This guy went white. He, he was like, huh? You, you, want, you want me to what? You want me to what? But did he do it? No, he threw, he threw the case out of the courtroom, threw him out of the courtroom. Right. So, I mean, like, the court people, they are bond servants. You write the bond, they serve it. That paper is the bond. Mm-hmm. You know, it took a while to figure that out until I started reading the rest of that one chapter in Revelation 13, where it talks about um, what Satan, well, not even Satan, the church, it created all these positions and um, the general councils and stuff, but it said you became the servants of the servants of God. And God is, in this world, Satan, who is what? The prince. Well, he's a principal. So that's why his name I'll is on you. all those papers. Uh, I'll tell you all something. All those got... names are principal names of the prince of lies. I, I got to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, gonna to throw this at you people. How many people here have ever seen uh, John Wick? Me. The moon. Huh? Seen it. John Wick. I couldn't believe this. But uh, I, I was watching it. I had to go back and watch it again. John Wick is referring to the Catholic Church. Because yeah, in the John movie. Wick is by John. And what did they tell him in the end? Did you see part three? Yep. They excommunicated him. Yeah, but not only that, they told him, you better do something with him, and I think in John Wick 3, because we can send, every time he finished with one army of people, they have a new a new army to come in and get him. No, John Wick was not the Catholic Church. The other thing was, the, 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 the establishment was the church. John Wick just yeah. went rogue. And they wanted to get rid of him. He was sort of like a Jesus, you know, teaching other people, kind of. And then he started to go by his own rules, right? And then that's when they said, no, you can't go by your own rules. You got to follow our rules. Yeah. Yep. That's a very, very good movie. Yeah, Yeah. just like... Uh And he paid everything with one... He paid everything with one coin. Remember, everything was paid with one coin? Yeah. <laughs> one coin. No. Just one. You don't need anything here. more than that. Listen, people, I'd love to keep going, but my body is saying no. All right. Well, okay. you rest. You rest up. Thank you. Uh, uh, 
Southern, you rest up. I'm going to try to, buddy. All right. All right. We'll okay. talk to you next week. Buddy. All right. Have a good night. All right, Southern. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, not in the morning, though. I'm going to be gone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got to go to the doctor. You know I'm getting old, too, just like you. <laughs> oh, my doctor was in here two days ago. Two days ago. All right. He upped my meds again. Wow. Uh, be careful with those meds, uh, Southern. Him, don't be letting him overdose you now, okay? I'm going to be angry. Well, certain certain things, you know, I, I need, you know, my insulin and yeah. pain meds and stuff like that. Well, don't be letting them OD you on them pain meds, okay? Yeah, well, I'd rather be OD. Listen, that, that'll kick you in the ass before any of your other meds do, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, they got me uh, on uh, a water pill to get me, keep my water down, and yeah, they got me on a uh, heart pill. All right, and lung pills. And... You know, you're loved by many. Okay, so I don't need mm-hmm. you um, exiting the the stage so quickly. That's why I tell you, be careful with hey. what they're giving you. Yeah, I you know I recommend that you go get a a parasite cleanse. That's probably what's killing. You know what? what? They won't give him that. Those people, those people where he's at, that's what their specialty is. You know that. These yeah. doctors and stuff, they try to they try to off you quickly. You know. Otherwise, if they can't do it that way, they'll give you their vaccine. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. Um, and and the reason for that is because they just get tired. They don't want to take care of people. But you know what? You're taking care of people because you didn't want them to be educated. You wanted them to be the way they are today. And now you complain because you're saying the people don't have no education. They're unintelligent. We They're a burden to society. But you know what? You should have thought about that. Because only you wanted the education, and you wanted everyone to depend on you. And that's the way the yep. world works. Oh. <laughs> you know, right. Let me go you here. offered somebody uh, 40 acres and a mule, right. and then you go back and take it off of them. So. Southern needs to go. Let's let him go rest, <laughs> and we can continue talking. <laughs> All right, Southern. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, I'm thank. Okay. I'm gonna thank um the messenger here, um, <laughs> John. He'll tell me if nobody's on legal deception. Oh. <laughs> and um, I'll come back. You know I don't want to. Um, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for coming. Um. Yeah, I'm working on this court case. For me, yes, I'm the troublemaker. Don't worry, nobody's coming after me. You, you, <laughs> you remember She Wolf, okay? You remember the reason why I'm doing all this is because uh, we are we are the true true owners, the 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 actual man or woman that's in the house, regardless who owns yeah. it, right? Whoever, regardless who thinks they own it, 
outside there. You yeah. know, they could be in another state or whatever. So, yeah. you know, we did go over, I think we did go over that we were the caretakers, right? And we should be right. paid for that, right? And the people that think yeah. because they have their all-cap name on some colorful title think they own it, right? Right. So, so I'm going through this whole thing of trying to see if we can if we can get this done <clears throat> because I keep writing letters. I keep when I write my documents to them, I keep saying the beneficial owner slash caretaker is in possession of the property. Okay. Okay. Always remember this. Okay. We don't own the land, and you know what? Nobody is supposed to own the land. Right. It because, cannot be sold. Well, right? Right. The land cannot be sold because you're you're stepping on the ancestors of your ancestors. Remember, we die ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Uh-huh. That's why you can't own the land because for you to say that is like you taking slavery of your ancestors who are underground, right? Mm-hmm. Even the church claims that the land is theirs and everything on it. But the truth is, I believe only, um, and I'm not even sure about that. I have to find the exact word where it says that God get left Satan, this land or this rock. But um, the church, when they established themselves, they um, broke Jesus's law and commandment because it was if you wanted the real setup it would be a communist country because everybody would be living in a commune where everything is equal but it can't be that way and you have we are the caretakers of the land everybody's supposed to be taking care of the land but people claim that they can throw you off the land. Like you'll see the county come in and remove you from the land uh, because you have a house on there or whatever properties you have on there. Um, And and this is how they cheat people. You, You know, the truth is you may be taking care of the land, but the land belongs to God. And that's why they put on their paperwork and God we trust, but that's not true either. Because God lives inside of you. And, you know, well, <laughs> I told that to the judge one day. I bet you can't even look at him. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, um, that God, people say oh, it means gold or something, gold, oil, and um, diamonds. But you know what? If the reason why they write that in all caps is it's the name of the principle. And the principle of this world is Satan. And I've seen it in writing in a document that we weren't supposed to ever see. Somebody showed it to me. They found it in their mortgage papers. It said payable to the principal. And and then they put the address, right? And the address was to their home where where, where they were residing. (laughs) <laughs> they said, but I never got any funds back from the payment. It says goes to this address. I mean, it's supposed to come back to me. Because that all caps name is yours that they gave to you. It's assigned to you. And they're stealing everything from you. Like people just don't realize that's a name assigned to you. 
It's got your address. The payment was says supposed to go back to the principal. It didn't say the all caps name and the and then you know like say um, Tallahassee, Florida, where the capital is, where they created the state names. No, it had the address to the individual with the all caps name, principal, and ad. That's where it says the payment. And you know what it said too? That they were the creditor. And the person who, um, you know how that financial institution, it said that they were the borrower. And I'm like, you need to take that paper and take it to the courts and say, where are my payments? Don't say you owe me $30,000. Say, where are my payments? I don't even know. I think the attorney will probably faint right there in the courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I wish if I was still young, I'm not old, but I'm not young. I would go with every one of you guys in that courtroom. (laughs) We will cause such a ruckus that not even judges stay in the same courtroom with me. They just get up and fly right on out. They're like, have a nice day, ma'am. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, judge. (laughs) Yep. Attorneys hate me, but judges like me. And, And I can only attest to that. I've never had a mean judge. Never. But attorneys, they have called me every name in the book. They're smart, but we're smarter. But when we all stick together, we're smart. And, um, you know, I was trying to find that document. I wanted to read it to you, and I was trying to pull it up while Southern was talking to you um, because I need to try to get two more guys in here with me. Like if Southern's not well, I wanted to see if I can bring two more people in here with me to do the calls and help me out when I can't come in or if I have an appointment or I'm typing something up for the court. But um, I'm glad that um, John texted me and then I will come in. If, I, if no one's there, I will come in. But I was looking for um, that document. I just had it earlier that I wanted to read to you guys about the church. You know, and I'm reading this book. I don't know if anybody's ever um, read this book, but it's called... Um, pawns in the game and it's talking about the stuff that i've taught you guys and listen i just started listening to the book and it's talking about the very same things that i've taught you guys in the past about secular versus godly you know like the courts are secular and then the church is the church and when they separated it was to cause conflict within the church itself as well like the evil in this world divides that um, secular. When you do something in a secular manner, you know, it's so disgusting. Like you go out and you pay 50 bucks for a license so you can marry your wife, right? And the courts sign off on it. That's secular. And secular is ungodly. So your marriage becomes ungodly. And... um I was reading something about me. I pulled up my my real name, and it said that I got married in a Christian manner. And I was just waiting to see if it was going to say I got married in an orphan 
court. I didn't get married in a court, but um, I wanted to see if it was going to say something like that. And it's, it didn't. It said, I was shocked to say it said I was married in a Christian manner. And I'm like, oh, I'm very shocked to see that because I didn't get married in a court. And, um, yes, my, my spouse died like about, what, 15, maybe 10 years ago or something. But if you look like um, one of our other guys, he was reading his marriage license, and it said, you know, that it was issued by the orphan court. Remember, everybody's a foundling child. So some of the courts still have a little bit of the truth written somewhere hidden on the documents. But it did say that they were married by an orphan court. And I was telling this to a clerk one day. I said, yeah, you guys claim that you guys are the law. I said, you are violators of the law. Oh, yeah, well, you know, why would you even say that? And I said, because you charge $50. You charge a man 50 bucks or a woman 50 bucks to marry someone. You're, you're prostituting. And you know it. <laughs> Hey, 50 good bucks. Point. You know, is that all I'm worth? 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Hey, I better, I better charge a quarter for my services. And that $50 got to go along with <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 bucks worth of housekeeping for the next 25 years. <laughs> but think about that. You know, how much, you you would ask yourself, how much did you pay to get the marriage license? Oh, I paid 10 bucks. Wow, 10 bucks. I'm like, that's all I was worth, $10. I guess that's the dowry that you pay the ungodly, because secular isn't godly. And um, God shouldn't charge you to get married, you know. That's why God says, let no man separate what God is united. So it's not God who's separating you. It's a judge that separates you. <laughs> he's only a man when he goes home. But during the day when he's doing all those divorce cases, he's a judge. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so is there any other questions? That's about it, Sheila. If I got to get those, injun- uh, those injunctions written up so I can uh, file them on Monday. Tomorrow I'll send yeah, an email and, um, asking her, you know, has has the payment tendered been posted? Yes. Yes. And then I'm going to try to pull, I have it on my phone here somewhere, but I got those 22 pages of the legal tender, but I also have this whole chapter on the separation of church and state, and it tells you the powers, and this is very important. It tells you the powers that the church has um, in America. There, I actually looked it up. There's now not 33, but there are 196 dioceses um, in the United States now. So it is equally important for you to know their powers as much as it is for you to know the powers of the court system. Because... They're the hidden hand behind all these court systems, and you'll be very shocked that um, it's going to tell you. I think it's, well, I know that the church controls our military here because it said it on there. I was reading what they control and what their positions are, and it was just like saying um, 
the governor rules the state, the pope rules the world. It, it tells you each how they compare with a regular secular job. And um, it's important to know this because when you're giving notice, um, I know somebody was giving notice of um, something about the name change or something, and they're trying to get into the account, and they said, oh, you didn't give enough, you, you're still missing some notices. Okay, so maybe you need to give God a notice. You know, did you include God in the equation? Like, if you're going to write a public notice, right, you need to include God in the equation, the real God, who, who that God that has a piece of its spirit that lives within you, 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 you're not ashamed. You have to give God notice. Even though, you know, people hate that I tell them that God lives within them, well, you should have known that. I, I mean, I tell you guys, I'm not saying that you had to know that, but that's why you have DNA. And DNA is a language that lives within you that rules your body internally. That's how you're able to sleep at night and your heart keeps beating and your lungs keep pumping and your brain is still, you know, doing things to keep you alive. That is from the encoded language from your DNA. And if you think about it, when they say um, in the Bible that God knows your every secret, even things that you thought nobody could ever know about you, it says that God knows. Because God lives within that DNA and that encoded language is what keeps you alive. And then you go back, even the earth is alive. Everything's alive. And Mm -hmm. when I tell people this, they don't believe that. They're like, you're crazy. Am I crazy? I said, am I crazy? I said, you know what's crazy is when you don't want to believe it. So you're here today, and I know some people say, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident that I'm here. No, it's not really an accident. It's it's meant to be, and I don't believe in um, it's a coincidence. Everything is here for a reason. Time is not even existent, to be honest with you. And I tell people if if the true consciousness that came to be and exist in this world, if it stopped existing, we would not be here in a blink of an eye. That's how God knows everything about you is because that universal God, not the one that you guys sit here and you pray and you worship and you do all kinds of, um, what do you call that? That people, you know how you go to church and we're going to do this and that to praise God. And no, God knows what you're doing because God manifests itself inside of you so it could live. And you should be doing things to enjoy your life. And when you can get things out of your way, like the turmoil that many of us go through when you have to go fight in the courts or, you're, you know, there's somebody trying to take your house. Um, you need to say, I need to get this out of the way. So when you think that you're fighting a losing battle, just tender a payment. Make a copy of your bond, that birth certificate bond. It, that's what it is, a bond. 
That's why it's on a security paper. If you go looking up those definitions, it's going to tell you security instrument. And that instrument, the birth certificate is on a secured paper, which makes it a security instrument. You write your instructions on a separate sheet of paper. You attach it. And, you know, you do got to put void so they don't go trying to um, wipe you out, which they can't really wipe you out anyways. But um, you do that. Be very specific about why you're writing the bond and for what purpose. And if it's something like, say, a time frame, you would say valid from this point to this point, this date to this date, for up to um, an amount up to this amount to cover uh, debts, public or private, right? You, you, you know these words, we've been teaching you them for a long time, but I, I just want to keep proving to you guys as we keep reading along that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that I've looked up in a definition that tells you, even when it says currency, it says look up table. I look up the table, it just says a bill of exchange. There's nothing specifying how you're going to pay. It is a medium of exchange. And so if anybody has somebody tell them your payment wasn't accepted because, right? They would have to tell you because they didn't accept your form of payment, right? But you know what I would write? Well, no case shall fail for want of form. You know, that's actually something written. Um, I found that in movies one day. (laughs) No case shall fail for want of form. Um, But simple things like that, will shut a, uh, a lawyer down in two seconds. And then they'll hate you, but that's okay. Because that means you're on the right track. If anybody has any problems, though, um, before the next call, or if you have any trouble, John knows how to get a hold of me. So, um, if, like, if you have any problems with, um, with your question about the payment posting, I don't know who the payment posting guy is, but um, if you have any problems, just tell John. He can tell me whatever happens or whatever they say, okay? All right. So that way... All right, well, I'll get, those, I'll get those injections as well done, too. Estoppel. Call them, call them an estoppel. Uh, I'm don't, sorry, don't estoppel, their... yeah. Okay? Yeah, estoppel. Now, this is what, what they wrote real quick is... Uh, that dollar should also, okay, this was the order, the default judgment, because I didn't show up, because we're not supposed to show up in the public, you know, right? Right. So this right. was a Zoom, this was a Zoom call, so I kept sending, I, I sent them a few notices saying, look, I, I could, I could speak to you, but in private in chambers, but he never responded to that. Yeah, he ain't going to respond, yeah. so you just, well, you write a bond, he'll probably come outside the door and shake your hand. Right, uh-huh. Uh, it says <laughs> but I here know the, the rule. Here's the rule, though. Here's the actual rule. It doesn't say that you have to go into court. That's just most people will go into the court because, you know, that's the way that they believe it's supposed to be settled, right? right. But Jesus said, you're not supposed to wait till you go to court. But the matter does have to be settled. Mm-hmm. And so 
what the judge had told my kid one day is, you see this? He goes, yeah. He goes, you got seven more days to respond to me. You can drop it off with the clerk, but I need an answer. Otherwise, I have to charge you. She goes, I thought you said you weren't going to charge me. He goes, answer my inquiry. You know, like when they say, oh, you owe us so many dollars. Mm-hmm. He's telling her, if you do this and you respond within 30 days, then we can fix the problem. But if you don't, I have to charge you. That is a commercial rule in all business. That's why I know those courts are commercial. They're trying to act like they're doing some kind of, um, what do you call that, a not-for-profit? But mm-hmm. no, they are doing for profit as well. Yeah, they are operating commercially. I, I validated that here in Texas. So um, whenever somebody says, oh, well, we want you to pay for this, this, or that, um, you just settle it with a bond. And say, okay, um, you can say not to exceed, like say you want to use a bond, right? You could just say, the bond shall not exceed um, the amount allotted to settle this matter. Meaning that if, if they gave you an amount that they said that you owed, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would put an amount on there. But, and then they know what to do with it. I guarantee you because the IRS, not the IRS, I'm sorry. At the end of the year, the Internal Revenue Service will send you a packet and you've earned credits for doing that, for writing the bond. Now you've earned credit. The creditor side will send you your paperwork because you are earning credits for using your bond. You become the creditor. You know how they say oh, okay. secured party creditor? Uh-huh. And your birth certificate is worth millions? Well, it is, but if you, there's no such thing as you're going to cash it in like that or, or whatnot. Um, you, you, if you know how to use it and you write a note and you write instructions on the note, they shall be followed. And so um, little by little, I, I've just used them like in school districts and courthouses and stuff, but Later on, um, I'm doing something right now to see if I can transfer a note from the treasury to the county where I'm at right now. And if that works, then I'll let you guys know. Okay. And okay. if that works, then we don't, because I know for a fact, I swear, I don't swear, but I promise, I believe in my heart that it's not like a hundred step process to get this done. Because if I'm using these bonds the way I'm using them right now, right? Then there cannot be a whole separate difficult process for you to use that to secure your dwelling, to secure a good education for your children, to secure the police department, you know, like, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to write them a bond for like maybe 20,000 a year so that when I'm in town, they're over here protecting my property where I'm residing, right? Protecting my family. You know, instead of them having to come out and give you um, a ticket because they have to keep their jobs, right? 
that you write them a bond and that keeps them where they don't have to be harassing you for money. They're doing it because they need to have a job. Why? Because they're not getting paid. The state gets paid when you die. And I don't know if Southern pulled that law, but um, it's not legal deception, you guys. The law when you pass away that it tells you that the state opens, um, like they send a notice out to everybody. I guess they have some internal emails to let you know that you passed away and that that probate judge is going to probate your estate. And since you didn't know you even had an estate, after the debts are paid and they paid themselves, then it goes back to the state, the leftover money, right? And they start all over again. But the reason why these agencies are mad at you and they give you peanuts on the dollar, like say you need grocery money or whatever, and they only give you 200 and SNAP benefits, is because... They're not going to get that money back until you die. And if you have another way of securing those funds, then you wouldn't have to wait till you die and you, they can be paid now and they would take very good care of their community. You know, um, I guess all is fair. Yeah. They want them. I mean, that's why they're, doing what they're doing to people. And it's always been that way for forever. But I think that, well, I can't say that I could ever make such a great change, but they'd probably kill me if, <laughs> if everybody started doing that. But um, because there's people in this world, you know that. It's not even about money. They're just power hungry and greedy. They don't want people to know stuff like that. Um, but I think that those of you guys who just keep hearing the calls and, um, will bring results. So anyways, I'm going to let everybody go because I have an appointment early tomorrow, but just get a hold of somebody that you guys know on here, like John or someone who knows my number and let them know if you have a problem, um, with your instrument. Okay. All right, right, everybody. I hope you all have a good night. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you guys next Thursday. All right. Good night. All right. Take care. Thank you. Good night. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye bye. And that ends our conversation for today. Yep. So now you know what to do. Yeah, well, I always knew that to do that. It's just how how the steps were. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. We don't know step by step, you know. Yeah, so we should we should hang up. So I'm yeah, recorded here. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to you soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.